Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Innkeeper's Guest Book. Now, I'm sure you heard This is America, Donald Glover. There's been a gazillion takes on that, and we're going to get to that. What we're listening to right now is one that came out, what, Q, about... We're talking about two days ago. About two days about ago. About two days ago, uh, this artist out of Nigeria released um, their version of This is... Well, I mean, he's going to get to it right now, so... See how they went for the machetes instead of the guns in this one? Yeah. Yeah. So who's this guy? This guy, so I have him on Instagram as Falls, and I'm not even going to pretend like I am up. I am 100% hip on uh, Nigerian flows and artists. Uh, But this cat did this particular video. Um, On Instagram, he's uh, F-A-L-Z, Falls the Bald Guy, the Bod Guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, he's a musician, actor, entertainer. And he released this version of This Is Nigeria, uh, obviously influenced by the This Is America, because they're using similar beat, not the same for copyright infringement purposes, but uh, similar Yeah. in doing things very representative of the country and what's going on there and kind of, you know, what's been lauded in the press as a, as a mirror of the country towards itself and what it's about. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I, 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 I'm sad to say I, a lot of what I'm seeing I don't, I think I might get, but I feel like I don't understand the depth of it that I do with This Is America. Well, I think I mean, but that's the purpose of something like, you know, it's like back in the day with hip hop where you know you'd you know with hip hop with rap music with songs where they'd represent a region. You know, you know, New York would say something. They'd be like, "Well, LA's like this, or Cincinnati's like this, or you know, uh, Miami's like this." And so, like, you know, this is like fine hip hop tradition happening right now, where instead of it, you know, we're now saying that localities are not specifically city oriented, but now we're taking it to country levels, right? And so now it opens the gate to say like. So you have a lot of images of what, <laughs> yeah. of like stere- of like what for Nigerians is stere- stereotypical brutality. Everybody, you know? yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we could go into all the the imagery of it, but I'm not sure it translates very well for the well, audio. Well, no, I'm not. I'm but, no, you know, by no means am I, you know, you know. We can ask tons of other this, you know, there's there's. I'm not the person to represent this this particular piece but more or less just be more or less one of awareness and investigation as to the layers of depth behind it you know as i'm as i'm unpacking it like we did the childish gambino donald glover this is america yeah um, and kind of the the whirlwind of everybody's answers to what that video means uh and you know i feel i felt as though uh in artistic in artistic fan- as a tribute to art, uh, to instead ask questions of that particular video, um, uh, especially since the artist that decided to make that video uh, elected not to participate in any discourse pertaining to it, right? So, yeah, that was, like, he, he, the, one of the people asked him during the, the solo press junket, like, hey, do you have any thoughts? And he's like, man, it is what it is, yo. Yeah, kind of, uh, you know, the the 
all the answers that you that you're seeking uh, are there and all the questions that could be asked are there. Uh, are you willing to do the interrogation investigation yourself and see what shows up devoid, you know, when the creator of said project is going to go, nah, like whatever, whatever you come up with. Yeah. I mean that whatever <laughs> you're thinking. Yeah. I mean that too. If you don't like it, I meant that if you love it, I meant that like willingness to own the 360 degrees by which that piece of art is going to be distributed as well as received. And regardless of praise or ridicule to say, I own it. And so whatever you come up with, whatever answers you come up with. So instead of answers, I just said, you know, during this during this piece, you know, I wrote up all of my all of my observations. And instead of, you know, in Jeopardy style, instead of posing them as answers, I pose them as questions, which are do you mean Fela Kuti? Do you mean Al Green? Do you mean Robert Johnson? Do you mean what do you you know? And if and if so, if you do mean these things, uh, you know. Are these then there then these conclusions can be drawn about what goes next and what questions can be drawn from those answers so like if it is robert johnson selling his soul to uh the story you know uh the devil the devil mississippi you know selling his soul to get his you know pristine guitar musicianship skills um and then the devil coming to of course collect on that bargain you know is are you doing that with the use of you know these these you know blackface jim crow era vaudeville you know do you mean jim crow do you mean the entire pantheon of all things that have been used to uh make comedy out of suffering by those people inflicting said suffering okay um and and how that's kind of changed hands to being we're the inflictors or we're inflicting our own level of suffering while still while still be clear while still in you know you know going through levels of uh, persecution, subjugation, blah, 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 you know, all the way down the, and not so blah, 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 the way, but to add a, it's so much. And so, so often and keeps happening that it's become a, it's, you know, there are people who make it their business to make sure it becomes signal. It stays signal and doesn't become noise. And I think that's. So if, if you can't tell, this is an extremely thoughtful person <laughs> and extremely well-researched as well. In fact, uh, when I saw him, don't do that to me. No, that's true. <laughs> um, when I saw him the other day uh, uh, to confirm about the podcast, he had his journal with him, and in the journal he had notes, pages of notes on that video and the takeaway. We don't need to run through the whole thing, but what is the the number one note that you took on there that really sticks with you the most or rises to the top? Wow. I have a bias towards things leaning. <clears throat> I have a bias towards things leaning a a certain way, especially when they show up as as forceful art as this is. Uh, and that is, does it fulfill the 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 both and versus the either or? And for me, as much as throughout the video, as much as he is using dance to using dance using expressions using music using the kids they he is also being used okay i find that as much as there there's destruction and 
there is a show, there is a destruction and there is death and there is dismemberment and there is, you know, everything from the supreme money gun to all these things. There's all this violence taking place, but there's, but it's also revelry and entertainment. Okay. Right? So, so when so, you're saying the being used, yeah, are you meaning this within, within the context of the video? Like in the sense of he's being used to distract, if you will, or do you mean the video itself, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, is being used with respect to this meta video to either get out the message or to possibly do something even more nefarious. And not to say that John, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, is meaning to do this, but in the process of it naturally happening because you know this video doesn't happen inside of a vacuum Mm -hmm. i think he i think because it's and because we're you know we're not talking about what i what i think versus the the questions right i think the question is you know is donald glover is childish gambino uh duplicitous deceitful in their portrayal of this as a uh as anything as anything that anybody thinks that it is because he's in on it. You know, it's like watching Rick and Morty, right? Like half the show is built around the fact that the fourth wall, like the show is happening because you're watching it, watching it. Right. There are total, like there's 15 second, 30 second clips where they're just like, he's like there where there, he's like, Morty's like, Rick, you said that multiple times, like, you know, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, but they weren't here yet. Now they're back because you went to commercial break. (laughs) Right. So like, I think to, I think, yeah, uh, the meta conversation is 100% there. I think it's, it's, uh, you know, as soon as everybody saw it, they were like, oh, what does he mean? What does he mean? And it's like, he's also, you know, by him also not answering, he's also paying homage, paying homage to the fact that it's both and that it is the questions, right? That, you know, um, uh, most deaf, the questions, right? (laughs) What's it all about, right? What's an MC if he, if he ain't got no rap? Well, he showed that he had rap, and now he shows that he's got art. So he's not just MC. He's hip-hop. He's culture. But if I had ID, I wouldn't need ID. <laughs> questions. Uh, exactly. If I, the questions. <laughs> what do I need uh, ID to get ID? If I had ID, right? I wouldn't need yeah, ID. Yeah, that's uh, Roots, right? Right, yeah. Uh, Think, things that's, fall no, apart, so, right? No, no, no. That's, uh, that's most deaf. Uh the questions on yeah. on roots though, right? I thought that was I didn't think I thought that's most deaf. I no 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 wait no the questions is on things fall apart because it's um that's funny um I'm actually going to look it up right now uh because or Yasin Bey as he's no, known now yeah right um, uh, copyrights because Erica Badu's on it that's true um the questions let's see most deaf bop 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 Ooh, we're both wrong. So it is on like Water for Chocolate ah, by Common. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You're right. Yep. That is. That was still Soquarians in the background. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, you're still you're in the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood. You're in the neighborhood. I, I you're at the right cul de sac. You know, yeah. you just went to the wrong. We just both went to the wrong. <laughs> I went to the wrong. Like, you're featured on this album. He's like, it's not my track though, right? Yeah. So like, both wrong. And I think that's also um, is like, I think that's. If I had to say it's both and, like how to be 100% right and comfortable with being wrong in this video, right? And this is also my bias speaking, right? These are things that I constantly explore. Mm-hmm. It's like how does how do you create things that 
are 100 percent like clear voice, quote unquote, woke, end quote, like doing all of the things that need to be done, plus some that don't need to be, but, you know, need to be explored. But at the same time being like, nah, like, is it entertaining, though, to watch? Like, just to look at as a piece of whatever, like, you know, can't this just like hang somewhere and be playing somewhere and just do its thing? This is America. Right. Right. It's capital. It's, you know, your revolution will not be televised, but it is a part of the capitalist system that helped build it or or require that it be a thing that's necessary. You know, revolution. So and, you know, I'm sitting on a couch talking about it as though, like, I have my own like I'm throwing I'm throwing rocks at Goliath. You know, we're we're sitting here having a conversation in the comfort of central air conditioning and fans. Yes. And, you know, putting this out digitally like nobody could do, you know, years ago. Yeah. And so we we lob our our rocks and our Molotov cocktails that are fictitious, yeah. right? So one could th- argue not even eight years ago you couldn't do this. <laughs> like this is being able to release a podcast with the ease that we currently have is something that is uh, novel for this decade. But I digress. Yeah, no, not not a digression. Uh, right in alignment, right? Like the media, the media that we you know this used to be pirate. Right? We used to have to pirate this. Yeah. You just have to steal airwaves. Yes. Imagine imagine a, an officer showing up to your door because you're putting out messages that were not approved and do not have the correct license. Mm. And we're still and and yet we're still arguing about the layers of what the new freedom looks like. <laughs> it's like right? just listen. Right. We have we, we are providing a public service. We, yeah, we're do you're you're providing a platform, yes. right? And then you put people over here that allow them to use your platform as apparatus as they see fit if they just want to have a conversation case in point right like i don't want to talk i just want to talk like i don't <clears throat> i don't have any particular agenda i'm not showing up here with like i need something to, i have something to sell or for some reason i'm just i'm just a guy q xavier that's me that's uh good segue <laughs> that's uh that's really you know uh, it's really about trying to peel back the layers on what it is to be human and what it is to survive, live, and thrive. And not from a, I wrote a book on this and now you need to follow my method, but as just a student and an explorer trying to figure it out. And if potentially I build a thing, if people want to come along and try to figure it out as well, then they come up and ask their own questions and come up with their own answers in their own words on their own terms. So where are you right now in terms of building that thing that others can ultimately or currently follow along uh right so right now we've gotten out i've gotten out of the uh the job phase and into the career and i'll define that as jobs are things that you do along the way that align with your career however jobs will will effectively become obsolete you'll no longer need to do that thing that way uh so let's say a graphic designer uh, if, you know, we have technology now that will make it so that uh, the labor of a graphic designer is less. The skill of vi- visual intelligence, the career of being a designer or architect of things that are visually persuasive or that compel direction or that solve a problem, which is graphic design, using graphics to solve a problem, that will always be a career. However, the job of a graphic designer on Adobe Photoshop may very well go away in the next 10 years. But your career will always be there. So maybe shorter than that. 
<laughs> now, I always tell people, yeah. it's like, hey, you know, at some point, the scale of machine learning and AI will eventually make obsolete a lot of jobs. And the one thing that a computer cannot do is pick a random number. Um, even when you have a random number generator on any sort of thing you have, what that was was some programmer putting, I don't know how many sheets of numbers mm -hmm. randomly down. Mm -hmm. And then the random number generator just goes to the next number oh, that boy. this person so, did. So we're going to do this now. Okay. So, all right. So this is the thing that really, really messes with me when it comes to the idea of randomness. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the title of the book. Um, however, I will I will bastardize the title of the book or the at least the, the content of the book in order to use the title of it, which is Fooled by Randomness by Nassim Nicholas Taleb, also the writer of The Black Swan and uh, Anti-Fragile, um, a great uh, uh, trilogy. No, it's four books. So um, but uh, the trilogy will do the better prostitutes. Yeah, whatever. Um, so. This idea that like. A computer can't select a num random number. Well, you, I, let's not point it at you, right? Let's point it at me. We could do the universal royal you, yeah, but let's just point it at you. me. So let's point it at me. I am not going to. I've made my choice before I've uttered a word, before I become aware of the choice that I've made. So the idea of free will, my free will has already been processed by my organic structure of a brain. So now it's just a matter of that signal going to, because uh, I believe in the separation of mind and brain. I think they're two different things. I'm, on, I'm under that school of psychology, right? So I study it that way. I think about it that way. So once that signal comes out, boom, my brain has a whole host of like history and emotions and feelings and preset ways of doing things. And now I arrive at what I think to be my unique random number or choice or yes, no, maybe blah, 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 blue, purple, pink, whatever. Nah, it's not random. Matter of fact, if I had if I had an fMRI or if I had electrodes hooked up to my head, somebody would tell me what my choice is before I even arrive at it, before I even utter it, before I'm consciously aware of it. So like the the but idea. But did your subconscious derive that number from a random source? It's 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 as random as the what the 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 theory, the hypothesis, the premise. There we go. The premise would be no. The premise would be that your random number comes from pre comes from a bunch of experiences that you've already had, and therefore whatever shows up next, whatever shows up for you next, arguably you've already have agreement with before you become aware that you're going to say the number two or three fifty seven or whatever that random number of digits is. The only person that's not aware that it's showing up is you. Like okay. your conscious mind is unaware of what your subconscious has already decided on what is going to be, quote, random, end quote. Okay. So then by that thought process, a artificial intelligence being, artificial intelligence machine, whatever you want to call it, would, in order to replicate that process, would have to go conscious, subconscious, conscious. Which is essentially going from, long, going from hard drive to RAM. Um, going from your or going or take it a step further, right? We can take we can take out RAM. We can go from RAM to cash. 
and we can base. Yeah, that, it, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, that. so your cache is like your web browser. Web browser oh, oh, C A C H E. So that gets that gets that gets dumped all the time, right? RAM sticks around a little bit longer. Your RAM can get overloaded. Your cache, you can just it'll just dump it in the next second. Right? Yeah. So your conscious mind is like, boom, it's aware of this thing, and then you move to another web page, so it's let that thing go, unless, of course, you've deemed yourself or trained yourself in order to hold on to information a little bit longer. Do I have to consciously activate my subconscious Ooh. as a human? You do. Okay, so this gets into, like, this gets into, like, meditation and awareness, right? So you have, you, it behooves you to understand if you tell yourself truths that you complete or if you tell yourself things that are still optional. So if I say to myself, Q, I'm gonna wake up at four o'clock tomorrow, tomorrow morning and get up and do these things and all the rest of that stuff. Do you have an agreement with your conscious mind and your subconscious mind that you're like with your conscious mind to your subconscious mind to make everything that you do make that happen. And that's even regardless of you consciously doing it. Like you'll just, all of a sudden you'll get a prompt, you're like, oh yeah, I gotta look at my phone and I gotta set my alarm clock for 3.59 and three blah, blah. Cause you're you're so aware of yourself that you know that a four o'clock wake up requires an alarm at 3.45, 3.50, 3.55. And not that you're not awake, you're just gonna be rolling around. So like you need to have that level of agreement or that level of acceptance that you lie to yourself. That Q lies to my, that I lie to myself and that I'm not going to do that. And when I have that thought, I need to set that thing now and I need to call you mm -hmm. and be like, yo, call me at 415. So I guess what I'm getting at is yeah, say, say dreams, right? Yeah, man. Um, I'm sure there are people in this world that are so in touch with themselves that they can force themselves to dream when they sleep mm -hmm. and possibly even control the things that they dream about. Okay, sure myself mm -hmm. i don't think that i've ever been able to say i'm going to have a dream tonight mm -hmm. the dream just happened and hopefully i remember it mm -hmm. okay in those situations i do not believe that my conscious is activating my subconscious to dream mm -hmm. okay if a ai robot <laughs> or a ai machine learning mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. were to have a dream as a human does, mm -hmm. would they be able to do that without processing first? I need, I'm about to dream or do they need to process? Okay. Activate subconscious dream. Now I'm in my so, subconscious. Okay. So if you would, I mean, this is if, all tying back to what we were talking well, about. Well, so this is, this is a, this is a, this is a really good question. Right. And I think it's the question that Jonathan Nolan is trying to answer on Westworld. So I haven't watched season two. Oh yeah, no, no, bro, you gotta watch the, you gotta watch that thing. You gotta get through it, cause like once you get to like the the, the most recent three episodes, like he's like, I mean, he's trying to ask that question in an entertaining way. Like he's doing both and. Like it. how do you answer deep, fundamentally human questions about existence and what it means to be human and what it would mean to possibly be a or be like a synthetic and and a biological robot or avatar or host for human consciousness oh i get it yeah I'm, I'm saying that i've so that you know that movie inception yeah man so i watched that movie uh -huh. and i've seen it again since then yeah but it was probably the first movie mm -hmm. from which i exited it and was like 
you know what? I'm a overthinking ass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. but this movie is just too smart for me. And I feel like Westworld is going in that direction. Well, of course, it's a Nolan family movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. But this, he he was understudy understudying writing on that movie. Like him and Christopher was like the first, right? He's the one that does a better job of like getting the money. And then Jonathan <laughs> had to learn how to get the money because he was having these four hour concepts, and Christopher was like, "Nah, bro, no, you gotta bro. leave something. You got see how this had see how this one was too smart, and then see how Interstellar was missing the four, the explanation of the fifth dimension about being love, and like all the rest of those things, like." Now you watch how Arrival fixes that, and that has nothing to do with the Nolan family. And now Westworld comes in and solves the problems of both, but does it in a longer format. It's just, I don't believe that the depth with which movies like this go to can tie all of the holes. And so in those, or tie all the the, the loose ends. And in tying the loose ends, if it's going to be a movie, it's like, We're gonna, um, that's just beyond our understanding, or there'll be something in there that's like the salve that's done through movies, but never really answers the question. And if it's on a show, I feel like they're just gonna punt to the next season. And they punted at the end of the first season, and now I feel like they're trying to. Do it, mind you. I haven't seen it, and I'm sorry if this is coming from ignorance. And I and this ends up becoming Anderson Pack Part Two or Anderson <laughs> Pack Part Two, where I'm like, man, f all that, and then I go and watch it, and I'm like, got the single tear coming down my eyes. But <sighs> you have, uh, I got enough stuff going on in my brain to have to ponder the existence of is Jeffrey Wright really acting or is he? acting like a robot mm. or is he acting himself well i think that's a that's i don't think that that's not a question that you have to worry you have to worry something about the 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 thing that i think is very interesting is that all of these things right so we've gone through the both end and we've gone through all of these different places but it when you right you don't want to invest Unless you know that, like, at the end of it, the question or the payoff is going to be worth it. And so these are just entertainment pieces. Right. But they they have they they have tributaries that link back up. If you reverse that link back up to another river of like we have been we, we've been we've been educated, taught, trained, managed, led and like rewarded, incentivized to only do things that have a finite definite destination. We only go places that have a point of departure and a point of arrival, right? We don't do a lot of just doing a thing for the sake of the thing, right? Uh, Waking up and writing for an hour. If you're a writer, you wake up and write for an hour. Okay, I've got to do this for 60 minutes. And now I'm successful because I've done this for 60 minutes. Great. Boom. I've got the reward. Boom. Button is pressed in my brain. I get the dopamine and serotonin push. I feel great. It's like I've just eaten some sugar, had like whatever illicit, you know, narcotic. When you when you're trying to go forward, like when you're trying to practice going forward, devoid of arrival, devoid of destination and trying to articulate, well, what does a step forward look like? A great way and, a, and an easy way to practice is just sometimes watching something that doesn't require that requires you to think, 
but also like you know they're going to be up to something nefarious or deceitful which is it's the end of the second season and merely the beginning of the wait for the third or it's the end of the movie and you know that they're going to live you with a question which to round that corner again is the is the fundamental purpose of art to reveal an emotion and to prompt a question right even douglas adams when doing doing his satire in hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy deep thought the product of deep thought was not answers the product of deep thought was to get people to ask but to get these these beings to ask better questions if they be human or if they be mice or dolphins but in the end don't (laughs) don't you need a solution yeah, so but th- just, that yeah. solution prompts another question, always. So like once you got the solution, which is the spinning top, right, to tell you if you're in reality or not, the question becomes at the end of it, did the, did the spinning top drop? Was that a warble towards the end or did it keep going? Yeah, because it's it like, actually, yeah, full every, circle. That's Donald Glover. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, is it, is it, is it not? Yeah. I have a theory, though. <laughs> when exactly. they went When they were in India, okay. spoiler alert, when they were, went to India <laughs> and they were That's went mad. to the basement, and the guy said the deep thing, like, man, these old people, they're just taking these, you know, take that psychedelic drug. They're coming down here to basically die. He says, no, they're not coming down here to die. They're coming down here to live. Mm-hmm. Which prompt the question of which one was actually reality. But I digress. I'm assuming that when he went down into that basement that we were dealing with reality, right? I th- and then he oh, he str- he he hit he hit himself with the super 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 strong yeah. the super saiyan uh elixir, right? And we never see him in the movie leave India. So I believe he was still there mm-hmm. at the end. Okay. He was still in that Indian basement. Okay. And I, it, it might I don't know if I I I don't know I'm sorry if it was like Pakistan or another country. Mm-hmm. I just it, it seemed like it was Asia, India. nonetheless. Asia, yeah. There we go. Whatever basement he was, where he got the the purple or when he was with the neon people. blue elixir, yeah. And he was down in the basement with the old people that were all like either old or had some sort of handicap, and all in those beds. And he's like, yeah, try this out. I'm gonna show you because this is the only thing that's gonna get the guy into the fourth dream state because stuff is that strong. Yeah, we'll look at like San Junipero on uh, Black oh, yeah, Mirror. Black Mirror. Twilight Zone for the 21st century. Right? Yeah. But, like, this is all, like, technology that we're actively working on perfecting. So, if you're looking at Inception, that was a little bit more, there's a little bit more fantasy than a Black Mirror that bends, you know, the nonfiction with the fiction, right? So, I think, I think your, I think your answer, or at least a better question becomes, once you're able to completely control the reality that you live in, what is what reality do you choose, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, it's not a matter of the top spins. The question is whether or not which reality did he choose, right? And so that can ask a better question of, you know, human, human beings relative to, like, substances, relative to career, relative to job, family. Yeah. Which reality are you choosing? Like, which reality am I choosing? Am I choosing the one that's, like, you know, I'm angry at all the all the constraints that have been placed on these this meat-filled flesh bag of a body that I have? You know, I'm 5'6". Should I be upset because I'm not six foot? You know, should I be upset that I'm not 160? Like, but I, can see, change, I, think- I can change a lot of those things by virtue of 
you know, choice and will. So some of that, some of that though, is getting to a a level of agreed upon truths, right? Uh So we're saying, hey, as a human being, you need oxygen to breathe. Uh So if you go underwater, Uh you're not going to, without any sort of equipment, after an hour, your body will fill with water and die. Unless you're some monk somewhere yeah. you know what there's probably that's a bad example no no no, no. Here's you're another, good you're good you're good here's you're good. another you get example it. eventually you will drown there is you will never drown in in oxygen in the atmosphere yes you will drown in the water yes even though all of the necessary components of life are still around you much like in air it's just at a density that you can't process yes Word. same thing with gravity uh-huh. it's there you jump up you're coming down right so in this reality these are things that you don't control Correct. Like you have outsourced this to someone else and every single human on earth has implicitly agreed to this, whether they like it or not. The choice of existence is an interesting one. So what I'm saying is if you then go to the dream world. Okay. Where you're saying, okay, I can control everything. Yeah. Then now everybody's not agreeing on the same rules. Okay. It's like that uh, parable, well, not parable, but it was the whole thing about a guy he walks across the street, gets hit by a bus, goes to a casino, and um, he's in the casino, and he wins in the casino. And he's like, oh, shoot, yeah, he plays again, wins again, wins again, wins again, wins again. He's like, okay, he wants to take his money and leave. He says, no, nah, he can't leave. So he thought he was in heaven, but he really is in hell. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of if you were in a world where you completely control everything, you're in a world, though, that not everybody's agreed to the same rules. Mm-hmm. And is that is that going to be a world that you want to live in long term? We had no choice about living in this world, correct? For the for the amount of time that we're here, mm-hmm. and we're completely responsible for all the rules that are presently here that were put in place by people that we have no agreement that they put those rules in place. Oh, oh, you're you're absolutely right. I'm and just then, speaking with respect to natural rules yeah, because yeah. we're talking about a dream state. You can you can obviate is that the right word i'm getting i'm getting there i'm getting there so like so so not only that right so those are just social constructs right now Mm -hmm. there's also the interpersonal constructs at a micro level so like there's there's freddie's perception of reality and there's q's perception of reality and every once in a while throughout the conversation we ask each other a bunch of questions that are seemingly that are seemingly like hey how are you doing hey what's going on hey do you look at that did you see this blah blah a lot of those questions if not all of them are like reality check-ins did you see the game last night what did you think oh blah blah when he did that dunk da 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 when he did that shot okay so we saw the same things and we're having differing viewpoints so though you know i may have been really excited about the dunk you may have hated it because it was against the team that it was against your team that you love so much right but we both saw the same thing we just have different perspectives fine now it's like we were listening to the same campaign message and that campaign message to me sounded like I'm on board. Let's do this. And to you, it sounds like, nah, man, like we can't be living this. Like this is going to go this way and da, da, da. And we, now we're having a disagreement. Now the question is, do we accept, do I accept the reality of what we just heard or the disagreement that we just had? Like we're constantly in conflict with and constantly checking in about the reality that we're both enjoying because we're individually having it in a dream state. The only, the thing that happens most is that you now have, you now have an agreement once coming out of it that that doesn't impact your reality 
Whereas when I have an argument with you at the state at the at the at the moment of campaign, I don't know. I don't know. And it probably will impact the way in which we engage in the future, like completely on both of our sides. Right. Because we now have a disagreement and we haven't resolved to accept each other as a as, as a disagreeing group or of people. Oh, OK. I, when I was speaking Sorry. about the dream state, I wasn't talking about coming out of it. OK. I was saying in like if you could permanently be in that dream state. Mm-hmm. You can alter it however you want. Yeah. And so it's almost like you're in a blank canvas all the time. Okay. And you can create the world that you want all the time. Yeah. And so let me just put it like this. Um, I think that there would be unintended consequences that would happen for every single person, even if it's getting from the mind state that you have now to that ultimate mind state of, okay, I can like, I'm in this world and I can change everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And who knows how long that would be, but then time wouldn't matter in that. Right. But I think that there would be unintended consequences using the mind state of being in reality to the mind state of being in the dream state, even if you can't control everything. Okay. In yeah. terms, of, I don't think that's. I don't think that's negative, something. In a negative way. In a negative way. Okay. Yeah. Unintended consequences, where for a period until one truly acclimated, acclimated themselves with this world that they could control everything, that they would, I guess, growing pains, if you will, that they would have to. That Isn't they would that have the to premise do. of the interludes on Logic's album? The not the incredible. I haven't True heard, Story. and okay. he's from Montgomery County too. Yeah. I haven't heard. Not any his of most Lo- recent Logic album, stuff. but the one before it. I think he used the same narrative going into this one, but the one previous to this project, he had Neil deGrasse play, Neil deGrasse Tyson playing the voice of God, and one of the things that came out of their conversation uh, with a gentleman who just passed named Adam was that he he was a being that was meant to live every single lifetime that ever existed for humankind um not just limited to planet earth but also throughout the art the entire universe and it wasn't until he completed the task of living every single life good bad and different that he would have enough to rejoin what would be considered god mm-hmm. right and he's like and he's the whole time he's like you won't understand right like you're not gonna stand how to you're not gonna i could tell you all day how to breathe underwater which is just breathe right because if i have gills right like, yes but if you don't have them i could tell you that all day it's still going to suffocate it's you pro- yeah it's not going to process yeah. so so that's what he's trying to explain is like this is not just this is just not going to make sense to you until you get done with your first task and that is living all these lives so i think if you're going to take the rea- the 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 if you're going to take all that is reality and bring it into into your created reality or into this dream state, then you have to have sufficient life experience and depth. You have to have a diversity of experiences and you have to have, like when we talk about having an open mind, you have to be able to see it from the position of the person that you dislike. Yes. Or maybe even hate. Oh yeah. You got to understand 360. Yeah. And and like, there's a reason why they dislike me. Yes. And it may not have anything to do with you. Yeah. I guess in the end, I'm saying that uh, you you, you hear about people that are billionaires Mm -hmm. that are unhappy. Yeah. And outside of just the the, the, the 
the maintenance of being a billionaire in the sense that there are people out there that are like, okay, if I could scam for 0.1% of this guy's net worth, I make a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth me to try to do that. And you have to worry about those people. I get that. Forget right? scamming them. If I just take him and then say, like, kidnapping. That's yeah. crazy. So so let's, let's put all that on the yeah. side, right? Having to live with that every day. Mm-hmm. I'm saying in the sense of imagine it. I don't want to say imagine it because there's people in the world that have this. But I'm saying someone who... For everything, money is not an object. Okay. What do they... I highly doubt that they derive pleasure from the purchasing of something. Now, it might be the purchasing of something for something else Mm -hmm. that might be the thing. But the purchasing of something, if you remove the aspect of... I have I I'm spending this much money which represents a substantial outlay to me or represents the purchase of an experience that I don't have every day mm-hmm. cuz theoretically if you had money you could have that experience as much as you want mm-hmm. and so it's the comparison of that when you take that away the value of the things that you purchase now diminishes and it's it translates into something else and i'm not talking about like per, the perversion side of something being yeah. able to you know like a uh, indecent indecent proposal or anything like that no i'm talking about now you want to buy this ferrari to give it to that person so you can experience the joy that they had from ex- from having this ferrari that you, you may have once had but now you don't have because I could buy a gazillion of these guys. But there's no positive value for, there's no positive value associated to intention. So like, so the, the joy of charity, the joy of philanthropy is almost robbed from our culture because it's cloaked in tax avoidance. Oh, okay. And so, and 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 I'm not to, not to belabor the example to lose the point. Mm-hmm. But to actually illuminate the point, right? Right. The illumin like the like it's like um right now you're reaching for a quarter in between your couch cushions, and the more we reach for it, the more it goes further and further away. Okay. Like back to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he calls this the illuminating force. The more you reach for something, or the more the illuminating force of a thing can move it, uh, light years across the universe. Electrons, anything below electron, uh, the power of the the force of light moves it at trillions of miles an hour across the universe, so we can never see it or measure it. Or if you appear thirsty and trying to holler at a, a woman, <laughs> yeah, can't do it, and vice versa, and vice versa, yeah, right, man. and vice versa, yeah, man. So like, I don't know, like it's, I mean, it's wrapped all up in there. Um, I think it's, I think part of it is, um, the more like this, this value, like, so that I think it falls back to basic question is if money wasn't an object what would you do and i think that is that is a dumb question (laughs) not for you to ask you're fine i think it's a dumb question that we keep putting out to people because we i don't have enough life experiential depth of life experience to know what there what are the options of what there is to do in this world to then say, I, okay, if I had, like, I almost feel like the the job of somebody with all the money in the world to do is to go out into this world and work and toil and think and play and 
fornicate and do whatever they need to do to figure it out what in the world they're actually about. Yes. Like, and that and that's what I think is ultimately where they go. Because yeah. that, that was my point in the sense yeah. of money was merely a proxy. Yeah. In the sense of in your in this dream state where you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. Yeah. Right? Um <laughs> that took a long time to get to. <laughs> the the I guess the things that we do now within reality are anchored to our perception or other people's perception of what can be done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Within the confines of the rules of yeah. natural law, right? Yeah. Gravity, mm-hmm. breathing air, all that stuff that we mm-hmm. were talking about mm-hmm. before, right? Mm-hmm. If you remove that, mm-hmm. then the action behind the things that you would do would definitely change your the motivations behind your actions would definitely change. Mm-hmm. And I use money as a proxy to say, hey, if you, you didn't have a, a billion dollars or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Idea, hey, let's go buy a Ferrari. No, there's a whole lot better things I could use my money on. But if money was not an option, yeah, let's get it. And then you get it and it's like, you know what? This isn't all that. Or the fact that you become to realize, well, the reason why I wanted to buy that car is because of its rarity and how other people would look at me, Right. But they already know I'm a billionaire now. So if I pull up in a Ferrari, they're still looking to me the same. They're just like, oh, now he's in this nice car. Jamie Foxx talks about it on Tim, the Tim Ferriss podcast. Yeah, that, that's a really good podcast. Yeah, where he's just like, he's like, yeah, I remember what it was like. And he talks about it kind of flippantly. And I'm going to paraphrase it poorly. But he's basically talking about it. He's like, yeah, there's a new rich guy coming up with the Bentley with the drop top like I did when I showed up. And then I realized that you don't no, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. You just don't. And there's a different there's a different way of being once you are quote of means end quote. Right. So like once you have, once you have enough financial means to do what it is that you need to do, right. Well, you have to do what you kept doing to keep that cash flow going. Yes. Right. First thing. So hopefully whatever you chose to do is, is in need enough, Mm -hmm. um, is boring enough that nobody else wants to do it Mm -hmm. or you're so exceptional at it that nobody else can do it to your level. Mm -hmm. And then once we get to that point mm-hmm. where you're still doing that, it's the whole idea of be act like you've been there, right? Mm. But it's interesting because when people say act like you've been there, the act like you've been there comes from the standpoint of uh, perception. I don't want people to see me as like new money or anything like that. Mm. But it, it's funny. It has a dual in the sense of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The act like you've been there is really like, hey, you've you've gone through the pitfalls and mistakes that the new guy did of trying to buy their way out of or or flash and do all that stuff you realize there is no value to that ultimately to yourself so why do i need to continue doing that what's the value of stunting on people if everybody in the room can stunt correct correct right so then it's only like belittling people who can't right so if i'm playing one-on-one lebron james is it really a win for him (laughs) It's a fucking win for me. Yeah. It is not a win for him. No. I'll be tweeting about that and Instagramming pictures of me dunking on LeBron James in his face. And I can't wait to do that. <laughs> but I will have to because I'm five foot six and I'm 220 pounds <laughs> and I lift heavy things. I did not work on my vertical. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I really, I really enjoy, you know, kind of, you know, passing the fictitious fictitious cypher worthy you know funny cigarette and like 
you know, smoking the weed and having a conversation figuratively and sometimes regularly, regularly, but um, in real life. However, it's like these are all so that way we can think deeper and better about things and possibly be better and possibly get a better definition of what it is to be human. Yes. Um, that makes sense because I feel like a lot of it, you know, when you're able to get up to it, uh, really falls down to just exploring and discovering. And, you know, are we, you know, are we exploring, we're exploring experiences and we're discovering significance. Perfect yeah. segue. Perfect segue. <laughs> yeah, man. So we are over 45 minutes in. Oh, wow. And the listeners at home still don't know who you are. <laughs> you said you dropped your name once, but yeah. let's let's do it formal so the listeners at home know. Who are you? Oh my goodness. I am like your name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice way to trap that. I dig that. I dig, man. That's awesome. Uh I'm Q Xavier. Full name is Quinn Say. Okay. It's Quinn and then Say, like you say a word. Okay. But Quinn Say altogether. All right. And then last name Xavier. Everybody calls me Q though. Please call me Q. So big Q, Indeed. you said uh, through travel and experience, and mm-hmm. we were downstairs talking about it. You were talking about the, this new company that you're forming. Yeah, so um, taking experiences that I've had in branding, advertising, uh, under the umbrella of marketing, uh, technology under the umbrellas of IT and IS. Um, what is IS? Information sciences. So ah, think okay. about data, okay. data mining, architecture, things of that nature. So IT, know. where you put the data, IS, the organi- the, the you know, acquisition processing of it. and processing of the data. All right, great. Or archiving even. Okay. So when we talk about catalogs of exp- blade server versus what goes on the blade server. Okay. So, and how. Um, so, and that's how I paid my way through college. And then personal training, because when I went to college, I was 320 plus pounds and lost over a hundred pounds, you know, you know, just by showing up on campus though, no. um, but doing a whole bunch of hard work and a lot of restrictive eating. Um, I lost a lot of weight. Uh, still and- swole, still big swole, <laughs> still big swole. Yeah. I'm not a small, I'm not small. Um, if left to my, uh, I just reestablished, I just established a relationship or reestablished my relationship with, um, a lineage of strength conditioning coaches that I, that I've worked underneath of. So I'll be going through my own, you know, transform transition into what i physically what i need to be in order to do the new work okay Um, the old work was lifting heavy weights as much as possible um as many as as heavy as possible for many as reps as possible Mm -hmm. and on occasion doing something that was endurance oriented now it's doing endurance oriented things like hiking in the mountains which gets me to now we're taking all that you know branding internal branding uh diversity inclusion work uh employee development, organizational development, employee uh, organizational culture, um, messages going out and kind of saying, well, doesn't this all start with the person? Doesn't this all start with, and if it goes to person, it goes from person to person. So that becomes a people and that becomes a group. And so we already have enough Tony Robbins and Deepak Tropas. We already have enough people that will take you away for a weekend, put you in a hotel and have you walk across coals while preaching at you what if I could remove the preaching at you portion and just have you arrive at your own questions and your own conclusions? We were talking earlier about solutions. What if I, you know, and so I kept asking these what ifs and then I went and I had been hiking before and I'd done the thing and I hadn't come to any magical conclusions about what I need to do. It wasn't hard enough. (laughs) It wasn't difficult enough. So I went up and I went out before blizzard 
in the UK and came back after four days um, being snowed in and all the rest of these things. And for most mountain guides, this is a this is an easy trek. But for a black American guy from D.C. and that has traveled a lot, but has not been in cold temperatures where you stop feeling your toes for a long period of time. Yeah, not this, fun. yeah, this is all of a sudden you you get a lot of epiphanies. You get a lot of messages. You start having a lot of conversations with six year old and seven year old selves, <laughs> uh, you know, about why about why are we doing this this way? And it's like because that's the way to do it. Because you're not the expert. You're here to follow. Mm-hmm. You're here to learn. And so, like, the question becomes like, what kind of lessons can be gathered through this experiential travel other than just hopping around on ATVs in Costa Rica? Like, and if you allow the person to you know, curve up to go all the way. Right. Let's not, let's not stop once. Like when you take a, you know, fundamentally, I said this before, fundamentally, when you take away arrival, when there's no arrival and there's no destination, what does a step forward look like? Cause that's what life is here. Right. We're just, okay, I'm going to become a lawyer. I'm going to become an accountant. You, okay. You chose that. Right. But you could have chose anything. So if I was one of your clients, <laughs> I come to you yeah. and I say, Look, man, I want to, I want to get my six pack back. Or, yeah. No, 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 mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. I want to, yes, I want to get my six pack back, right? Because I want to go to Carnival in Brazil and Word. stunt on these shorties out here. Yeah. Okay. Word. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I'm, I, I think I might have jumped a step. Yeah. No, no because, worries. I've because, had those conversations, but that's when I was a trainer. But go ahead. But what you ex- you'd explained to me before was that you give somebody four days mm-hmm. to come up with that thing. Yeah. So I came back to you with that. Yeah. Then you would put together a plan. Yeah, kind of. Probably with the and, and the, train me personally to get the to get the short. Like if I was a person when I was doing personal training, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd ignore the to get the shorties bro part um because I, I i get that like you know i'd probably ignore that and just okay. be, and just focus on it's a trip to brazil there's going to be a lot of uh new foods that he's he or she is going to eat there's going to be a lot of um or or you know non-binary there's going to be a lot of uh exposure to new culture there's going to be a lot of things that they want to get involved in so instead of just training you to the bone with like worrying about your macros and worrying about uh you lifting and deadlifting a certain amount of a certain amount of weight instead of just that i would start to incorporate samba capoeira brazilian jiu-jitsu um different styles of food that you would encounter in brazil so that way not necessarily that your stomach would be ready Mm -hmm. but your palate would be ready Mm -hmm. for understanding those things so that way you when you go there you can as much as you want to get chicks bro you can also, you can also, when you wake up, stumble into culture. Got you. So it, know, it's, it's, there's, there's a more of a holistic aspect to the trip. As comprehensive. Opposed to a yeah. specific thing to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Like I would, even if I wanted to go to say, uh, uh, Machu Picchu, yeah. it wouldn't just be Machu Picchu. It'd be no. understanding the whole, yeah, whole everything. Like going. there are cities back, back then that yeah. had a million and people doing it, and doing it in a sustainable. Game. Yeah. Doing it in a way that's not like. You know, I speak, you know, we speak long in the tooth because we're having this kind of conversation, but giving in a way that's like micro dosing and palatable okay. to where you almost don't even realize how much you're actually learning and experiencing. Um, and some things are just going to hit you over the head. Like if we're going to go to Machu Picchu, we might not go because that area is that area is over tourist trafficked. Right. They were degrading that structure. I may, we, we may say, you want to go to Machu Picchu? Sure, we'll do that. However, let's look at other spots in Peru or in South America that you that we can go to. That would be that would be valuable. So in that so to 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 wrap up this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So 
with respect to the um the company you're starting yeah it's oriented around a trip it's oriented around experiential travel experiential travel yeah exactly and generally it's go for it and so would i be able to say what the the trip is or is it a matter of i'm coming to you with i'm looking to have this sort of experience and you pick the specific place we go to both okay right now and that is because mainly we're i'm open to understanding what it is the market is demanding of of experiential travel gotcha and so right now we're in a heavy heavy beta testing and alpha testing phase sorry uh, we just came out of alpha we're going into beta testing phase. We're actually soliciting people and being like, and inviting folks and being like, hey, we're going on this trip. Um, we're looking at doing this, this, and this. Would you like to go on an inaugural trip with us? Oh, this is group based. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's as much it's as much you like mm-hmm. so your your training and then you'll be on a trip with like th- one other person, mm-hmm. five other people, mm-hmm. right? There's one. We have one right now in Norway that's a yoga and hiking. It's a tr- it's a level one, right? So this is like super. Not this is like novice to level one. This is before you even get your white belt type of stuff, mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go into some yoga and we're gonna go yeah, so go some yoga. We're gonna go into some yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have some farm to table food. We're gonna be here in Norway out in the fjords. We're going to be at the the house that they filmed Ex Machina in. So now you have all this crazy oh, experience, right? Um, we're I doing need the. That in my life. <laughs> We're going to go do the hiking. So you're going to get used to hiking up and down. We're going to do altitude, duration, all those things. So now, and and you're going to, the chef is going to talk to you a lot about the food and the preparation. Probably you can go out and you can go out and hiking in the farms and like get a, get acquainted with the land. And some people are going to come back from that and be like, man, I had a great time. That was good. That was an experience I never had before. Woo. Thanks a lot, Q. Cool. And there may be one or there may be one or two or, or another per or three people who come back and go, while we were doing that hike and that yoga, like, how do I get this in my life? And so we'll, you know, okay, cool. This is what you might need to look for. There's other people who are going to come back and be like, yo, that hike was dope. I want to do something more intense. And I want to do stuff like this all the time. And while I was up there, I thought, man, I'm using my writing skill not the way that I wanted to when I graduated from college. And I should really do this. And you're, and I didn't tell them any of those things. That's what they're coming back to me with. And I just happen to have this. And I happen to have a skill set that says research strategy and planning. Yes. If you want to go, if you're going to go do that, I have the substantive depth to support you in that endeavor beyond this, because this is no arrival. This is no destination. This is just a waypoint to another thing. So it's almost like, um, and asking and adding, of course, a social volunteer aspect to it, but that's that and and that is something that is that is we're working out what does the most good so the the purpose of these if you will is Mm -hmm. not just to leave an impression on your mind in the sense of memories but to leave an impression on your soul to the point where you better yourself or change yeah to give you a way of to not even to give you to expose you to a way of thinking that would allow you to actively think versus thought after, after like coming back shit, shit going into okay right like it's training and development into an expedition and then after an inter- after during the expedition uh review 
of like your experience throughout so that because that's critical intelligence right we're applying that there's things that you're doing right now that we haven't trained for and that you're having to come up with solutions for on, on the, the spot. spot yeah right so that's leadership that's personal leadership that's personal sovereignty right and you're also in a group so now you're extending leadership and sovereignty to others so now you're practicing the tenets of leadership and sovereignty in real time okay i don't have to teach you that you you already have that but you've never had a chance to flex that muscle right nobody's asked you to do a squat at full depth yet Right. You're still watching P90X doing your half squats thinking you got it. Right. <laughs> that's me. And then somebody shows up one day and does a full squat. And you're like, that's adorable. I'm not doing that. And then six weeks later, you're doing it <laughs> with a weight in hand. Well, but it's the truth that right? I, I never thought I would have run a marathon until I did it. Until you did it. And yeah. then after you get done with the expedition, your marathon, right, your mm-hmm. preset thing, then you do your postmortem. What did you gain from that? Well, now I know I need pain management. On, that, that's critical still. Now we're postmortem. What did you get? Yeah. What did you learn? Not you, professional. You, as your a life, person. As a yes, person. What did yes. you get? What what human things did you get? Well, I got this and this. Let's can okay. So this is the kind of technology you need: books, inter, books, media, it, arts, whatever, other things. And here are some communities that can help support you, as well as if you're if you want to go the next steps, we have a level we have a level two hike. If you want to do something more intense and explore deeper, like do you want to get into ice climbing? Do you want to get into waterfall canyoning or waterfall rappelling? Right. You know, and not even do you want to get into, do you want to just challenge yourself with it or just try it out? Uh, you know, I went to Costa Rica, right? I did waterfall repelling. I did the ATVs. I've jumped on an ATV. We went to go on the zip line and I was like, nah. And the person looked at me like, what's wrong? You and just did like, all this other stuff. You just did the hardest shit in the world and you're not going to zip line. I'm like, nah, not today. You, you it, it forced you to face some something that you either knew was there or didn't know that was there. Yeah. Yeah. And like ziplining for me is like, I've done it at other places. No big deal. But for that today, nah. Okay. Like my whole, everything about me was just like, nah. So now I have something to play around with and now a new, and now a new waypoint to summit. Yeah. Right. There's no, like once I do the ziplining in Costa Rica, it's no big deal. Right. Because it's already done. But like whatever I didn't have access to, oh, you could have done at that time. Nah. Not today. Got you. You know what I'm saying? There's this, there's there's going all the way, and there's also there's also leaving something for another day. Yeah. And like there's both and with that, mm-hmm. and it's not either or. And most people are like, you gotta go and leave it all on the mat. Yeah, that leads to over that leads to legitimate overtraining where you're hospitalized. Okay. But there is the expedition where you're out there, and there's no choice but to go all the way, and True. you gotta know, and you gotta have that reserve. Yes. Yeah. That's why I put up David Goggins when he's just going out for a mile long tire flipping. He just goes out and t- flips a tire for one mile on a dirt road. Yeah, why? Crazy. Because it sucks. Because <laughs> there's no reason to do it. It's uh, not developing anything. Just his, I need to get the fuck over this. Wow. Okay. I've cursed a lot. but No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. We, we are an um, adult podcast. Man, we might have to part two this, man. Because yeah. we didn't even get to your, your journeys post high school. No worries, man. But, yeah. um... So we're going to wrap this up. we got the seven <laughs> questions. Okay. Everybody's anxiously waiting for the seven questions. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. All righty. Are you ready, Q? I was born this way. Book to add to the library. This is a book that you suggest that we're going to have you. I'm going to get on Amazon. You're going to write me a post-it right now. And then when it arrives, I'm going to slap it in there and slap it in the um mm. on the library for all the guests to look at when they're here. Oh my God. Um, 
when you first said this, I was immediately like going to give you like my patented answer mm-hmm. and just do the thing. Um, well, you did be- give us three books earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, I normally, my normal answer on any given podcast or any given conversation is The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. It does a great job of breaking down expectations, expectation types under the umbrella of personality. So think about this as giving you the one tenth of your personality that influences the rest. Okay. It's like Um, an 80-20 or 90-10. Yeah, for the most part. However, since we're here and we're in D.C. Okay. um, Okay, let's do this. The Undercommons by Stefano, Stefano Harney. The Undercommons. And Fred Moten. Fred Moten. So it was the first at Stefano with an F, S T F A N O. Mm-hmm. Harney, H A R N E Y. And Frederick. And f- no, just Fred. Oh, Fred. Oh, just Fred. Oh, perfect. He's just like me. Oh, he's a Fred. <laughs> uh, he means what he, he means. And let me make sure I have Stefano because sometimes I call him. Okay, beautiful. It's Fred Moten, M O T E N. Okay. And the name is The Undercommons. Okay, cool. And it's Future Fugitive Planning in Black Studies. It's everything that everybody. You said Fugitive Planning in Black Studies? Yes. Okay. That's the, un, that's the subtext. Okay. Um, The only question I left that book with is, what if I'm wrong? Okay. And so, yeah. In the sense of, what if I'm wrong? So, you're saying you had a belief in this book caused you to think that that belief is wrong? Or, after reading this book, you agreed with its concepts and said, but what if this is wrong? Easy answer, both hard answer, longer answer. What if everything that I deem to be a construct to validate what is right is wrong? Okay. All right. Podcast to subscribe to. <laughs> Besides the innkeeper's guest book, of course. So with the, oh, uh, <laughs> Um, I typically go with, um, hmm, I don't really, oh, uh, mm, not the moth. I love the moth podcast. It's a great podcast. Um, I love all the stuff put on by full service radio. Um, they do a great job. Um, I love W W Kamal Bell's productions. He does a great job. Got to give me one. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, it's called stalling. Because uh, <laughs> I had one and I was like, no, I don't want to use that one. Um, wow. I'm actually kind of at an impasse now. Um, I I like controversial. Hmm. And the plus fact, I've been listening to so many podcasts right now that are that are anti what I think and believe. So Rush Limbaugh? No, 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 no. I'm not that far yet. <laughs> I can't deal with massive untruth. I can deal with different perspectives. Um, you know what? Um, 
I think most people need to turn their brain off sometimes and just listen to some Deezus and Mero. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't mean thank you in the sense of giving like, me an answer. I mean, they're really good. Yeah, just I, it, stop outside, for a second. Like outside and, of all of the yeah, the profanity and everything, yeah, these guys are very, very intelligent. Yeah, just stop for a second and just just listen some Deezus and Mero. It'll do you a world of good. You'll feel better. You'll not take yourself quite so seriously. You'll realize some stuff that you're doing that's really messed up. Like, they'll low-key, like, school you. Yeah, drop some jewels. And, like, school themselves at the same time. <laughs> like, and sometimes schooling you by schooling themselves. That's true. Right. So, Decent Murrow, a.k.a. the Bodega Boys. Indeed. Yeah. Peralta, you know, Peralta Project, side note. All right. Question number three. Mm-hmm. Something you didn't know you needed until you got it. Um, only one <laughs> i see what you're doing now well no I, I i i'm telling you i have a bunch of different things but it's like when you have somebody just pick one it the one they often sometimes people surprise themselves as to the one they actually settle on because you may think it's the biggest the grandest one but sometimes it's the, the smallest one or the simplest one that speaks to some central thing dotted or graph paper okay why i would have said a pencil there's a particular pencil that i like i did not i did not uh know the merit of and the versatility so i spent a lot of time buying blank notebooks and but using blank sheets of paper and i did not understand structure matters and so if i want a blank piece of paper i get a dotted one if I want a lined piece of paper, I get graph paper. Okay. And that's because I can go in any direction that I want to, and I still have a I still have a sight line of where I'm going. Yeah. And scale too. Exactly. So I can always it always gives me a place to it always gives me places to go. It doesn't define I can write all over it and all different and if it can look like a jumbled mess. But there's still those there's still that structure. And there's still that system. And on top of that, I can lay any type of process. I can use a pen, pencil, I can use whatever I want. That's interesting. But I didn't know that I didn't know that those that dotted and line and dotted and graph paper would be as important to my process as they are. I thought it was going to be a pencil. I was really big on pencils and pens and like then I was like, Man, forget pens, I'm done. I'm all on pencils, you can erase and dot like, nah, none of that ma-. like what I actually need what I actually need is dotted or graph paper. So would you say metaphorically uh-huh. in this sense oh, yeah. that you feel that the structure is more important than the action? Because the pencil will represent the action, doing something, putting, some, putting pencil to paper. But when you come to a piece of paper that has graphing lines or dots before you do action... <sighs> The structure is more important. Or the organization or the platform is more important than apparatus. Yeah. See? Learn something about. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, Number four. Yeah, something I didn't think I knew. And I need I need platform. There you go. I I am apparatus. That's human beings. Human beings are apparatus. They we think we're platform. We create platform. We we are not platform. Yeah, no, that's true. And that's and that's still a question. Yeah. Are we? You know, what does that mean if we are? What does that mean if we're not? Like, everything always asks three questions. 
So we'll revisit that in part two. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, a bucket list place to travel. And I'm sure you got a bunch, but you gotta pick one. And the last couple of people, they give me like a country. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want a city. I want you to drill down to the city of where we need to go. Because there's some pretty big countries out there. Case in point, America. <laughs> this is America. Right? Uh, I'd want to hang out. Uh, I want to hang out with, and unfortunately, I'm going to... I'd want to spend time in Fiji and or the Marshall Islands. Okay. Basically, Western Polynesia. So, I need to actually clarify this because... And I hate, we're, to, we're say, still, I hate to say that I don't, I don't have cities in those places that specifically I want to visit. That's fine. They're small enough. <laughs> I guess when I, when I say bucket list of place to travel, it's interesting because I haven't clarified this yet. Mm-hmm. Do I want this to mean a place that's on your bucket list mm-hmm. for that you wanted to travel to? Yeah. Or do I mean this as this is a place that you are suggesting to the listeners that they put on their bucket list? This is I mean, my desire. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what's the place that you, you, I guess you'd have to have gone there before. Yeah. What is a city that the listeners should add to their bucket list? Evermore, Scotland, two hours north of Edinburgh. Oh, Go see, to the Cairngorms. Yeah, he jumped. Boom. Yeah. Wait, yeah. No, no, he didn't stop. Go All to right. the Cairngorms and travel the Laird Grew. Whoa. I'm sure there's some words with a lot of vowels that repeat. Um, can you spell that for the us? The United Kingdom. UK. The country of Scotland. Scotland. Okay. The city of Aviemore. A-V-I-E-M-O-R-E. Two hours north of Edinburgh. Okay. If you're trying to locate yourself geographically. Okay. Go to the Karen Gorms, which is with a K. Yes. It might be with a C. Karen, is it two? two it's O's? a C. It's a C. Oh, okay. C A R I N G O R M S. G O R M S. And you're going to travel the Larig, L A R I G, Gru, G H R U. And pardon any misspellings in there. Okay. I get them wrong constantly. I work on it constantly. Okay. It's practice. Um, but you're going to travel to Laird Grew. The first, steg of, the first leg of it is about 21 kilometers out to the first Bothy, which is a mountain hut maintained by the, by the state. Um, Scotland has a, mountain, has, a, has a Bothy Association, Mountain Bothy Association, where they main, maintain these outposts mm-hmm. where you can travel to and it'll protect you from the elements and has an outhouse sometimes and a fireplace and stuff. You'll find everything from like whiskey out there to like, it's like Lodge if you're but going. It's, but it's free. Okay. It's, run by, it's part of their freedom. You can park your car on the side of the road in Scotland and just go for a hike through somebody's land. As long as you don't cause any harm to their land or to their livestock or to their person, freedom to roam. Nice. I it's, recommend that people do a mount, do like a Bothy hike. This is called a Bothy hike? Yeah, just just go to the Bothys in the, throughout the Lair Grew. Just okay. hike that. Okay. What's the best time of year to go? <laughs> Not winter. <laughs> not do not yeah winter. do not go in winter but, uh i went it's in still cold like in like uh, no it's not april <clears throat> it's tolerable okay um i'd recommend going like probably i don't know if i can recommend a time to go other than maybe summer winds in that area can get up to 90 miles an hour 
Okay. So you can you can and on a normal day like that can just happen. So during avoid weather systems, just go if you want to if you want to go for the challenge of it, then pick a day when there's a weather system moving in. But I'm not recommending you to do that, nor do I recommend any of my clients unless they're going for their mountain guides credential that they that they do that. So that's level four. <laughs> that's level four. Gotcha. That's level four or five. Like when you start dealing with when you start dealing with weather and altitude or weather and duration, once you start adding a multiplier onto a thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anything that you would need avalanche certifications for, anything that you would need CPR for, um, that gets into level four stuff. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm CPR certified, so that's necessary. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Fifty mile detour restaurant is question number five, meaning traveling between point A and point B and you are within fifty miles of this restaurant. You're saying you need to get off your intended route and go to this restaurant. So this is a twofold question. 50 miles. If I'm driving into 50 miles and I have a chance to do the thing, um, these are these are uh, these are Philadelphia. I would go to uh, be honest with you. If I was 50 miles away, if I knew I was going to be 50 miles away from this place because I just did it, I'd call up Tallulah's table, see if somebody's canceled their reservation a year in advance, which happens. And see whether or not I can be on their list to get a table. Tallulah's table? Tallulah's table. And this is in Philly. This is outside of Philly in Kennett Square. So it's, it's, I'm in Philly and this takes 45 minutes to get to from Philly. Okay. So like. Tallulah's table. Yeah. I would call, I would literally call up. I'd be like, Hey, Mary Ellen, do you have, is anybody canceled this week? And she would say, nah. (laughs) <laughs> and i call Figured up like I'd, a month, I'd call up a month beforehand if i knew i was going to be in that area around that area and be like hey maryland is something going on she'd be like yeah somebody canceled do you have six other people and i'd be like i can get them so and it's I, like a mini bar type thing no it's like a farm to table they make the food that day they turn the butter that morning they're baking the bread as you walk in they're making food for you and seven seven to ten of your best friends uh, and they make that meal. The only thing they can't do is vegan. Other, <laughs> other than that, they got you covered. Okay. And it's like, it's a year. You generally call a year to the day that you want to go. Um, they open up at seven, first come, first serve. Once wow. you, once you've done the thing, once you've gotten in there, um, then, then, you know, then the, you can get like privileges, quote unquote. So wait, you uh, said it, you can make a reservation. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in for that day, you can show up at any point. No, once you make that reservation, it's a year to the day. Yeah. The reservation. But then you said once first you, come, first you, serve. Once, yeah, it's first come, first serve all to get the reservation. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So you call, they open at seven. You need to be calling at seven. Yeah, right on the dot. Yeah. If not, you can call in and be like, well, has anybody canceled? Mm-hmm. Right. That's like super secret. Right. So like once your once your podcast blows up then i'm probably going to get an email that's like you're no longer allowed to come here but <laughs> oh it's that it's that i mean they're they're super cool don't get it twisted i'm just being facetious mm-hmm. um but like i mean there's tons of spots like i i love in dc it's not 50 miles away but i love standing online reading a book and waiting for bad saint to open up yeah right? well i'm saying it and that would be if you were within 50 miles of dc yeah then yeah, yeah it makes sense to go to bad saint oh yeah if like somebody's here like in town and they're just like where do i need to go i'm mm-hmm. like tip cow bad saint Okay. What about um like, pineapples and pearls and uh, I haven't been there, so I can't speak on it yet. Okay. I wish I could. I wish I could have all the words to say about that place. Have you been to Roses Luxury? I have been to Roses Luxury. Yeah, I had a couple. I friends think who used they have to... a really good. They have a really good. They have a really good whole food thing going on. Um, I've been very fortunate to like make some very very like, you know, have some very powerful 
friendships, relationships starting um, in, in this DC thing. So I've been fortunate enough to be on a guided tour. I, yeah, I've been very fortunate. Thank you. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. Um, Aaron Silverman. He's like the, I mean, after Eric Bruner Yang, of course. Yes, of course. No, no shade. <laughs> no, and seriously, seriously, between Maketo, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Paper Horse, yeah, and uh, brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. some good food there. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, no, no. That's the, the problem with doing any any list is that you you in it. It's the opportunity cost of shade. Like <laughs> you you inadvertently throw shade by the comp the group. So you want to mention everybody else to be like, I still love you guys. Don't don't yeah. kick me out because I didn't mention you. But it's like at the same time, it's I know if I like when I had a friend dinner mm-hmm. uh, in Phil, like outside of Philly, I was like Tulu's table, and they were like, Oh, we're going to Tulu's Garden. Nah, son, Tulu's table because Tulu's Garden is in DC. Okay. Tulu's table is outside of DC. Okay. And Tulu's Garden, you can get a reservation on open table and reserve. Tulu's table, you got to call in. How many seats do they do a day? Uh, they do two. They have a chef's table and a main table and a farm table. That's it. Okay. Um. So like, and you, you got to call. You, you just got to do it. Off. I like the. Off, that's what I like about Bad Saint Rose's luxury. Like, I like the fact that there are no reservations. That you have to sit out there and commit yourself to the sweat of getting a thing. Yeah. Is is that egalitarian is that am i am i two for two today let's do that wait hold on a person who advocates or supports egalitarian principles thank you for that uh relating to or believing in the principle that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities boy is two for two there you go that's that subconscious vocab word right there yeah Uh, well because it's i remember when i was in elementary and even high school we would have these vocab books and i swear nowadays randomly i'll be like wait is that the right word yeah i'm like that can't be right word. i don't even know if, what that means yeah and then i'll look and it's the right word yes and i'm like how's this happening substantive, substantive depth Telling you've you. read enough like that limitless thing like you've read it so it's in there so now you just yeah. need a way to access it into the into the conscious mind it's in the sauce yeah it's in that's that's part of like that's part of reading. That's part of listening to lectures. That's part of watching lectures. It's part of all that stuff. Is not so much so that way you like know know the material. Like that's like the falsehood of our education system is that you need to memorize and regurgitate. It's so that way it's in there. It's like it's like prego, right? It's in there. Yeah. Right. So or denty movie denty more beef stew. Like it's in there. <laughs> you don't know what's in there, but something's in there. Yeah. Right. But you now are like you have a command of your reality reality making engine language. And your mind, which accepts all types of inputs. I'm oh, sorry, your brain and mind, which accept, accepts and displays all types of inputs. So like egalitarian rolls up and it's like, and you go, you go egalitarian, is that true? Mm-hmm. You're not like confident egalitarian. Like yeah. that would be like, I'm always right. Nobody likes a person who's always right. Yeah. Question, Correct. is it right? Look it up. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. Now it's cemented in there. Right? Now you just use it. Now you're using yeah. egalitarianism just over a start over a coffee. Yeah, not even that. I'm just throwing it in just to throw it in. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So what's your number one egalitarian talent? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, number one talent. So that's innate ta- proficiency. Something you have an innate proficiency in. Yeah. Uh, most people... Most people say speaking. Most recently, I had a gentleman tell me that uh, it was, I have the ability to instill courage in people. Okay. And it's a talent. It's not a skill yet for me. Well, Um, it's there. It's there. Instill courage. Yeah. Okay. That's my number one talent. All right. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, your Mm -hmm. number one skill. I am a strategist first. 
So you've practiced this. Yeah, I am a I'm I'm I am a strategist. If you want to once you once you figure out once you're once you have idea once we've crossed out of idea, you've written it down and we're going into we're so it's research, we're going into research and we're cro- like my my mind picks up when we start talking about strategy. We're going to strategy. Strategy being different than planning and road mapping. And what's, most the, be- what's the difference? So strategy is literally how do you get this done? So would you not say the that timeline, not the budget? How do you get this done? So would you say strategy is Would you say planning has a goal in mind or is planning merely the conceptualization? Planning is planning is when you when you say this is how it gets done. Right. And you start putting quantifiable metrics behind it. Budget responsibility. OK. Uh, time like time. OK. Uh, you start putting like the first three things they say you need in order to have a contract responsibility, budget and timeline or, okay. or due date. Right. So. That gets into your planning, right? Uh, uh, think about media planning, right? What goes where and when? Okay. How do you make these assets last longer? That sounds like it's it has it has links into strategy, but it's where strategy cuts off and planning starts picking up and road mapping start ro- planning and road mapping starts picking up for the purposes of project and program management. So, strat- program direction and project management. So strategy. Mm-hmm. Is like the distillation of planning. Or it's the, the other step, way. It's the step before planning. Okay. So most, and that's and that's my and yeah. So and and so it's taking yourself out of research. I've done all this research to influence my why. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have this idea, and I've done all this research to say like this is why this would work. This is why this makes sense. This is what's you know. This is why. This is why. This is why. This is why. A couple of what's. Okay. But this is why. Yes. Right. Uh, so your research phase is a lot of why data points, qualitative, quantitative, blah, blah, blah. This is why it makes sense. Strategy goes now that all that makes sense and we have the confidence of our we have the courage of our convictions. Yes. How do we get this shit done? OK. You want to go you want to go learn how to make suits from now on, from now until infinity. That's what you want to do with your life. It's doing a hiking trip. OK. Or doing a trip with us. OK. I, I, I want to go work for Brunello Cuccinelli and learn how to make suits and like sportswear and all the rest of that fun stuff. Yes. Great. How do we make that happen? OK. That's strategy. Okay. Then we put it on it. Then we put it on timeline and budget. That's planning. OK. And responsibility. Who do I need to talk to? How much is it going to cost? And when did I do it? Who do I need to learn from? How long is it going to take? And when do I need to do it? That's planning. So I used to like in advertising and branding, I used to do the research strategy and planning. I got jumped. I got dumped into personally because there was a need for project management. I'm not a project manager. I enjoy, I can do it. It's one. It's a skill that I have. I'm not a project manager. I'm a strategist. And like a lot of people call themselves a strategist. That's fine. That's good. That's great. A lot of people call themselves a rapper and get into rapper beefs. That doesn't make you a rapper. <laughs> Shade intended as necessary and as accepted by whoever thinks I'm talking about them. Q. <laughs> what a what a beautiful blend of a right brain and a left brain. <laughs> we, we 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 went everywhere esoteric, and still distilled it down to the nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you can manage, I almost want to start this entire thing where if you can manage to not get bored by the substance, you will, the payoff is worth it. Okay. There it is. That's what, that's indicative of all things. If you can manage to not get bored by the substance, the payoff is worth it. Yeah. Anything worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think about it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just the. Weathering the 10,000 hours, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How do you get those 10,000? Like, well, he had to have a couple of days where he stayed for 12 hours. How long do you think you're hiking in the middle of the Cairngorms? Sun up is at four or sun up is at five. Sorry. Sundown is at four. So you're the and you're up during daylight. So you're talking about 23 hours. No, not. No, 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 no. That's you said, sun, you said so sun, sun up, up is at five. five. Sun up is at five a.m. Sundown is at four p.m. Oh, okay. So you're up for you're you're hiking full steam ahead. Pretty much eleven hours. A couple yeah. of breaks here and there. But imagine having a forty five pound back pack on your back and hiking. Most people exactly shaking their head. Nah, son. Nah, I ain't doing it because you don't start there. Yeah. But most people, upon hearing about like that particular piece, they're not willing to weather the substantive things that are necessary in order for you to get there. Plus the fact all the benefits that you have health-wise and da 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 and all that stuff. It's so dangerous. Yeah, so I sitting at home and eating, you know, Sour Patch Kids. Sounds ridiculous. It's true. I enjoy it. And I say that because I enjoy Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> and I know how dangerous they are. Watermelon ones, man. Right? Why did they do that? <laughs> Q, you're the man. <laughs> thank you for inviting them. Oh, thank you for staying, man. I can't wait for part two. Me too.